Yo, yo, let's get it, let's get it, let's get it. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to My Charlotte Sense. My name is Shantae. I am currently a realtor here in the Charlotte area. And welcome to the podcast. Shout out to my new listeners. If you are new to the podcast, welcome, welcome, okay? You are in for a treat, okay? Hello, let's get it. So let's talk about my day. Y'all, last week, okay, first of all, let me talk about this. Last week, I went well over my time. I went like 40 damn minutes into the podcast. I did not expect that to happen. But for some reason, a part of me is like, bitch, you need to stop talking too much. But a part of me is like, bitch, keep talking. Like, you under 60 minutes, so you good. So I don't know. I have um, mixed feelings about uh, a long podcast, especially with me being new to this game. But I don't know if I should keep on doing it or not. But welcome to the podcast. Thank you again for everyone who has listened since day one. We are on episode six. We are on episode more after six. Hey, episode six. I'm so excited. Like a part of me is like, well, should I continue to uh, push out this content or should I have seasons where first season is maybe about 10 episodes and then the second season could be about 10 episodes. But every week I want to tell you all something new. It feels like I need to tell you all something new. So today's podcast, I have a lot of good stuff for you all. Um, the first thing is I want to talk about my week. Last week was a pretty good week. I mean, I, I don't honestly, I, when I first said last week, I was about to say something negative, right? I was about to put myself, I was finding the one of the worst things that I could think of that happened last week. But overall, I had a really good week and I have to keep that same energy that for this week And honestly, for 2019, keep that positivity going. I had a good week last week. The thing that I've been doing lately is waking up at 5 a.m. And (laughs) your sis is tired. (laughs) Sis, I am tired AF. But waking up at 5 a.m. is such a good thing. And um, honestly, if you go on YouTube or if you watch a lot of videos, they say, one of the biggest things that successful successful people do is wake up early in the morning. I love waking up early in the morning is because everyone's still asleep. I have peace and quiet to myself. I can honestly relax, like relax and get shit done. I wake up and I each day it's either going to the gym or getting work done or just spending time to myself. I always just depending on the day will determine what I do for that day. But I love waking up early. I strongly suggest that you try to put that in your regimen. If you are a busy entrepreneur and you need to get shit done and you just got too much on your plate, start waking up early. See if you can knock out these things that you need to get done and just do it. Just do that shit, bruh. Just do that shit, bruh. Just knock that shit out, bruh. Like, just wake up. Like, have have an accountability partner or honestly, just tell yourself, I'm going to wake up at 5 o'clock. It took me so long to kind of get through this routine. But honestly, what really has helped me was I started telling people on social media, y'all, I'm about to do a 30 day 5am challenge. And a part of me was like, damn, like I just told all these people I was going to do a challenge. So I got to stick to my damn challenge. So what I did was 
each morning that I woke up, I typically set my alarm for 450. And what I did was I woke up and I would sit on, honestly, I would sit, wake up and go to the bathroom and just sit on a damn toilet and scroll on Instagram until I woke, woke up. But the biggest thing I would do would be, I would text, I would put a, um, I would put in my Insta story day such and such of 5 a.m. mornings. And I would just keep on doing it. Right now I'm on I'm on day 13. Woo woo! I'm on day 13 and I'm really excited about this because this is the first time that I was ever able to wake up consistently. Now I'm not doing it on the weekends. Your girl ain't ready for that. <laughs> Let me tell you, I, I ain't ready to be waking up at 5 a.m. on a Saturday and a Sunday. But Monday through Friday, I make it a point to wake up at 5 a.m. No matter how late I go to bed. I try to be in bed by 12.30 at the latest. At the latest. Now, I'm going to be tired as fuck if I go to bed at 12 a.m. or 12.30. But I try to go to bed um, as early as possible so I am productive in the, ne- the next morning. So the next thing is, well, what do you do in the morning? Like I mentioned before, before I wake up, y'all, I make sure to meditate. Um... I've been sticking to this meditation, waking up in the morning. I just feel like a, I feel really good when I meditate in the morning. And the best time, now I've heard that the best time to meditate is in the morning. And you notice a huge difference when you wake up in the morning and you meditate. It just sets the day off right. So I challenge you to try to wake up at five o'clock in the morning. Try to wake up earlier than your usual time. Spend time to yourself or get shit done. That's what I do, okay? So we are going to move on to what's going on in Charlotte. This is a segment where I talk about events, things to do, honestly, just anything about Charlotte, anything regarding Charlotte. So today's segment, we'll be discussing my favorite restaurants you should try in the Charlotte area. Now, y'all, I live, I moved to Charlotte officially, officially back in 2017, yeah, I think so. Yeah, so I moved to Charlotte back in 2017. Um, I did live here back in 2015, but for a few months until my job sent me to Wilmington, North Carolina. So I lived in Charlotte for the past, I guess since 2019, for the past two years, right? Isn't that right? Yeah, for the past two years, I've been living in Charlotte, and I have come across these amazing restaurants that I think you should try. So first on my list is Pho Real. A lot of people that that, that don't that doesn't know how to pronounce it is actually Pho, not Pho, but it's called Pho Real, Pho Real, Pho Real. Um, it's a Vietnamese restaurant here in Charlotte. It's in the university in the university area. Oh, before I continue, let me let you know. Let you all know. Everything that I discuss on the podcast is always on my website, Shantae Creates. Now, you all may look at my Instagram, my website and say, this website is not completed. Yes, it is not completed. But the podcast segment, the podcast portion of my website is completed because I'm actually working on this podcast. I mean, my this website myself. So, yes, it's not going to be fully completed, but I definitely make it a point to get it done. So, uh, go ahead and check that out. That is, yeah, that is ShantaeCreates.com backslash podcast, okay? Or you can just go on my website. I, I typically have the link on there. So if you look on um, the description under the episode, you'll see the link to actually get to my website. 
So going back to it. So Pho Real is a really good Vietnamese place. I love their pho soup. It is really, really good. Um, honestly, the customer service is amazing. Every time I go there, there's a lot of young, lively people there. A lot of young, lively workers that work there, and they give uh, they give such great energy, and they're very helpful. So I really love the pho. They have different sizes in the pho. Um, and if you want some Vietnamese food, they also they have a lot of options. So go ahead and take, uh, go ahead and just check that out. The next restaurant I have is. Inat Ethiopian restaurant. If you love Ethiopian food, y'all, like the best Ethiopian that I Ethiopian food that I had was in uh, Atlanta. But when I say sis, that food was good as fuck. It was so good. It was so good to the point where I had to find another Ethiopian spot here in Charlotte. And uh, Inat is really, 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 really good. I think I think the owner of the store has recipes from her mother. And she is currently the chef that um, cooked all the food, to my knowledge. And when I say that food is so good, customer service, once again, is really, really good. Clean, um, clean restaurant. And I strongly suggest you visit. Next up, if you are in Charlotte, I know you all may be familiar with this restaurant, but I got to put it on my list. Midnight Diner. I ever since I moved here, I always effed with Midnight Diner. I know this is probably typical for everyone to attend this place. Like, like that's a Charlotte staple. But when I say I f with Midnight Diner, now lately since I went vegan, I or veg, even vegetarian. Once I first went vegetarian and then transferred to become vegan. When I was vegetarian, it was hard. Like the meat. Midnight Diner, come up with some more um, vegan-friendly options for your people who do not eat meat or, uh, tell, I guess, eat any dairy products because it's hard. It's really hard to find anything. But when I, was, when I wasn't a vegetarian or a vegan, I really loved going to Midnight Diner. They had a lot of great options. If you want some good diner food, Midnight Diner is the shit, okay? It's the shit for some good diner food. Especially when you lead a club and you, and you turned up. Midnight Diner Diner is the plug, okay? I know they have a new place in Epicenter. It's by the same owner. But I just love the Midnight Diner atmosphere, to be quite honest. I really love the atmosphere. So, yeah, go check that out. Oh, my favorite, the favorite, the, the, the biggest thing that I really love about Midnight Diner, well, the biggest food staple for me are uh well is their grits i really love their grits i love 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 their grits so next time if you're a grit person i know like everybody is not grits They're, they don't love grits but if you love the grits go ahead and check out the grits at midnight diner next up uh vapianos this is located in uptown charlotte i'm not aware that they have a second location here in charlotte but i love 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 vapianos um, I typically, I, a lot of people love them for their, this is an Italian, an Italian restaurant. So a lot of people really love going there when they're in uptown. I love, I personally love their, um, their soups and their salads. Their soups and salads are amazing. Now I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm vegan. So the choices that I use, I once had, I don't have any more, but I can kind of speak on those choices I used to have. So I used to love their shrimp. There's shrimp, uh, I think flannel, shrimp. Yeah, I, I can't remember. It's a shrimp salad. 
that Vapiano has. And when I say that shit be hitting, I love their shrimp, uh, shrimp salad. Honestly, like that's the biggest thing that I love. Um, now that I am vegan, they do have a lot of soup options. I get on Vapiano's like, I, look, y'all, y'all don't have a lot of vegan options and I'm not about to eat a whole bunch of pasta with spaghetti sauce. So I'm going to need you all to give me a bigger bowl of soup. And they're really, really sweet. They're really nice. And they're, they're really helpful when, when it comes to treating their customers with great care. I really love their customer service at Vapiano's. Y'all, let me let you all know. I don't know what's up, but I keep on, like, I'm sniffling right now. It's really early in the morning, but I want to give you all this content, but... If I skip up on my words or I mess up on my words, please forgive your sister. I'm, I didn't have my cup of OJ or my cup of coffee today, so I may be struggling, but I'm, I'm here to give you all this content. Hello. <clears throat> Next up, we have Famous Toastery. Now, I know this is not a Charlotte staple, but if you want a good brunch, like I know there's a few brunch places out here in the Charlotte area. But if you want a good brunch, I strongly suggest coming to Famous Toastery. I really love this place because they have a huge variety of options on the menu. I know that um, I I would say Terrace Cafe, but I low-key think that for the food, Terrace Cafe be low-key expensive and their wait times are mad expensive. So if you want a good brunch with affordable prices and good customer service, I strongly suggest uh, famous toastery. The one in university off of the boardwalk is really nice. Very great. Very beautiful view. Looking out into the water. It's nice. I strongly suggest to go to famous toastery. Next up we have, I'm going to give you all a hood spot here in Charlotte. A lot of you all may not know some hood spots, but this really hood spot. <laughs> I said really hood spot. It's not a hood spot. It's just I, you you see a lot of you see if you know what I'm you know what I mean when I say hood spot it's not really that hood but it's more so like you see a whole bunch of guys there uh yeah it's a hood spot I am not even gonna front so this this hood spot is called NC Tavern it's not really in the hood but um it's a really good place I one of my friends recommended me to go to this restaurant and when I say they have always have specials before six o'clock one every day they have a new special they have a lot of great specials and their drinks are on point if you want to get lit they have some really good drink specials that are very affordable I when I did once again before I became vegan I used to love their chicken wings their chicken when I say their chicken wings are on point sis their chicken wings on point, okay? I really love their um, lemon pepper chicken wings, their terry hot chicken wings. And that's another thing. It was some other chicken wings I used to get, but when I say they are hitting, they are really, really good. Um, they also have really good wraps. They also have really good fries. I know that sounds weird, but their fries are bomb as F. What else? Uh... They oh they also used to have um they also have really good uh shrimp they have shrimp specials and they also have seafood bowls so NC Tavern is hitting and their prices are really really affordable the owners really pride themselves on giving you all an experience even though it's a bar atmosphere it's a really good experience it's one of the best places I've been to in regard to bar food 
Last but not least, um, I have mixed feelings about this location, but even though this was a favorite and it still is a favorite, but I sent somebody over to this location and they told me, they basically told me what happened and I'm going to tell you all what happened. But the next place I have is Sabor Latin Street Grill. I, when I say I love, love, loved uh, Sabor for such a long time, um, they really accommodate you if you're vegan, if you're not vegan, if you're vegetarian, they'll find a way to basically give you some, give you options. Like if you're, if you have some dietary issues that you definitely have a strict, uh, strict, I guess, strict menu options, they are willing to work with you. And I really love them, but the last time I spoke with someone in regard to sending them over to uh, Sabor, they sent me a video of, I don't know where they were, if they were in the bathroom or if they were uh, at the booth or at the, where they were eating, but they saw a whole bunch of roaches and like this crack of the wall. And this was the Noda location. So if you're familiar with the Char- if if you're familiar with Charlotte, Charlotte is uh Noda is one of the neighborhoods in Charlotte and she basically sent me a video and she was just like, This is the place you sent me. And at first I was just like, damn, is that Sabor? That can't be my place. Is that is is that really Sabor with all the damn roaches in the wall? No. I don't know what's going on with that. Um, I haven't witnessed it. I know they, one thing I know that they need to do more often, especially at the Noda location, is clean their bathroom more. Um, and I don't know if that's where she saw them. But when I say, when I say there were a good amount in that video, I was just like, damn, I should have recorded it because. <sighs> That's embarrassing. That's embarrassing because, it, well, first of all, this is a lo- locally owned restaurant. And the fact that they need honestly need to be on their A game. At the end of the day, you are competing with a lot of these commercial brands, a lot of these companies who are coming in and basically dominating the city. And as a small business, you need to be on your A game when it comes to health, when it comes to infestation of roaches. You need to figure out what you need to do to get rid of that shit. If that means shutting the store down and cleaning that place up, then so be it. But the fact that there's, she sent I said, this woman was traveling in from Atlanta. I recommended this place. And the fact that there was roaches in the walls. I was just like, damn, like that's embarrassing. That's not only embarrassing for me, but imagine if I wrote a review or imagine if she wrote a review or she submitted her complaint to uh, the health inspection department. Like who knows what could have happened? So Sabor, if anyone knows anyone from Sabor, please let them know that they need to get their issue together when it comes to that. But yeah, these are my, this concludes my seven or my top favorite restaurants here in the Charlotte area. And I hope that you all enjoyed. Like I said, addresses to these restaurants will be posted on my website, which will be in the link in my description. Next, we are moving to the real estate tip of the week. Um, This is the portion where I just honestly try to help you all understand the process of real estate so you can build 
financial freedom through real estate investments. And I really know, I know a lot of people always say, I want to go into investing or I want to go into buying my first home, but you don't understand. And it's not just as easy as buying a car off a lot. Let's like, let's be real guys. So when I give you all this information, you better have a, a, a pen and, or a piece of paper down and write it down. Like this is, this information is definitely some really good information, especially if you're interested in investing or you're ready to buy a home. So the first thing up I have is getting pre-approved. And last week I talked about how you need to be pre-approved in order to buy a house. That pre-approval process or that pre-approval notice basically says your mortgage lender is going to fund you this amount of money in order to buy your home. And now I'm sure a lot of people are like, well, what does it take for me to get uh, a loan? Well, the biggest thing you need to do is find a mortgage lender. And of course, your realtor will put you in contact with someone who they trust, um, a list of lenders who they trust. And from there, what they'll do is the pre-approval process is basically saying, We've looked at your credit history, we've looked at your debt, we've looked at your income, and this is what we're going to grant you. So the first thing up that, and this is information that I've received from a mortgage lender, and I always tell my clients, this is what you should expect. And depending on the mortgage lender, depending on the situation, will determine on what type of loan you you will receive. And um, moving forward, I know a lot of people always say, well, I need down payment assistance. With down payment assistance, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. Let me, I'm getting ahead of myself. But the biggest thing I want you all to know is when you are ready to get pre-approved, your mortgage lender typically looks at the following. First things up, your credit score. That is a huge component. You know, it's a huge component in regard to um, your track record. What have you done? Have you paid your bills on time? Do you have any derogatory accounts on your credit? Like, what have you done? But aside from your credit score, they also look at um, how long have you established credit? Like, that's another big thing. How long have, what is your credit score and how long have you established your credit? Now, when it comes to your credit score, the lowest that I've seen in regard to receiving a, a loan the lowest credit score that I've seen has been 580. That is with the FHA loan, and um, 580 is one of the, like, honestly one of the the minimum credit score that you can be approved, pre-approved, or approved for a loan. Now the next thing is established credit. This is so important. Um, a lot of people always say, well, I'm going to buy a credit card and then my credit will look like this. But a lot of mortgage lenders always say, well, how long have you had this credit? How long have you had this? Now, the minimum time for having established credit that I've heard is typically around six months. Now, that may vary, but I, I say... Um, if you want to build rapport and you want to establish your credit, I would say wait about a year, wait about a year to have established credit. Just so the longer you wait, honestly, the better it is, especially when it comes to paying off bills, paying off debt, just wait about a year just to have established credit. Um, also if you don't have any credit, 
I highly suggest maybe pulling out a a low balance credit card or a low limit credit card. I would strongly suggest if you're, I don't know about buying a car. I don't, I'm kind of iffy when it comes to buying a car, but if you have a car that you want to buy and it's under $10,000, you can definitely establish your credit by buying a car under $10,000. I personally don't believe in buying cars that are 20 or $30,000. I mean, that's just my personal preference. Um, but yeah, buy a car that's under $10,000. That will be another way of, um, establishing credit. Also student debt is also a way of establishing credit because that's reported on your credit score. Okay. So the first thing is credit score. The next thing will be credit history. Now this is really important. Basically your credit history talks about all the debts you ever had and has it been paid off? And if so, are you making payments? That's a big thing. That's a big thing that I noticed. Um, when I was talking to my mortgage lender, when they're looking at your credit history, they're looking at derogatory accounts. All right. What have they, what, what did they, when did they miss any payments? Um, when did they stop paying for something? When, what is outstanding? They look at your balances and basically say, have they been consistent with paying off their debt? Do they have debt? What kind of debt is it? Is it good debt? Is it bad debt? You know, they look at things and they say, all right, what do they have on their account that could hinder them from buying a house or being uh, pre-approved? Another thing that I've noticed with accounts um, is a lot of credit cards, guys, guys, ladies, hear me out when it comes to this. When you are buying a when you are buying a car or you're pulling out all these credit cards, it may be cool at the time. They may say, hey, you're pre-approved to buy a credit card. And just because you love going to Forever 21 doesn't mean you need to buy a Forever 21 credit card because at the end, at the end of the day, it's still going to ding your account or ding your credit and say this person just pulled out. Uh, another credit card with this company. Guys, I strongly suggest to have, honestly, under three credit cards. Stay under the three credit card limit. Personally, for me, I only have one credit card. I used to have two credit cards, but I ended up cutting up the other one because, and I just stopped using it. And um, I know they always say, stop, you know, try to put money on the card or try to keep a low balance on the credit card. But I was just like, I'm going to stick with one credit card and this is going to be my credit card. Because you'll notice with these credit cards, they like to scam you. They like to scam you. They'll say, hey, keep pulling out all this money you don't have. Keep pulling it out. Because at the end of the day, you're going to owe it back. And once you owe it back, this this money may have interest on it. So I would strongly suggest to be mindful of the amount of credit cards that you do pull out. Um, when it comes to your credit history, um, oh, no, we're going to move on. Okay. So... They also look at your current income. What is your current income? What have you done? Um, you know, what have you done to save? They kind of look at all the money that you that comes in each month. They look at your gross income and say, all right, compared to their debt, this is the amount of income they have in order to purchase a home. Um, now, this doesn't mean you have to be making $100,000 in order to buy a house. No, not at all. Honestly, a lot of there's a lot of programs out there that actually accept people or approve people that um, maybe make below a certain amount of money each year. 
And so don't get discouraged by that. The biggest thing would be to uh, get in touch with the realtor and figure out uh, where you are, right? So that may, so that realtor can put you in contact with a mortgage lender to figure out where you are in regards to financial standing. So they also look at your income. What's your gross income of the year? What's your m- monthly gross income? Not even yearly, but monthly gross income. And that's a huge component uh, in regards to what you can afford. Now, when it comes to your income to your debt, they look at this ratio, okay? It's called, to, it's called debt to income ratio. And you have your front end, um, the front end part of the ratio and the back end part of the ratio. And the ratio basically explains your debt compared to your income. You always want to make sure that your debt is significantly, your monthly debt is significantly lower than your monthly income. That's really important. A lot of you all may think, well, I got enough to pay the bills or you don't, you want to, you don't want to try to buy a house when you're living paycheck to paycheck. Like that's basically what I'm saying. You don't want to, each time you're getting money, you don't want to constantly have to spend all your money to pay off your debt. That right there shows that you may have to spend some more time to pay off your debt. So your debts can be much lower than your income. So they look at this ratio and this ratio basically tells them, um, Basically, everything that's reported on everything that's reported on your credit history or on your credit score, that's the debt that they're looking at. So if you're buying furniture from such and such or you're paying this amount of rent from this apartment, they don't look at any of that. They look at what is reported on your credit history and then they consider that as your debt. That's considered your back end debt. So student loans, car payments, um, credit cards, that is considered your your um, back end debt. And that debt will basically affect or help your situation in regards to buying a home. So that is all when it comes to real estate. If you have any, if you have any questions in regards to real estate or you want to buy a home or you want to invest or you want to figure out the market, just let me know. Feel free to email me at ShanteCreates, S-H-A-N-T-E, creates at gmail.com. And we are moving on to the next segment. The next segment is my two cents. This is the segment where I just give you all my opinion. It can be my opinion on anything, but it's typically an opinion that I feel like you all could benefit from. So let's move on. Whether you are a entrepreneur or you're trying to build your brand or you're thinking about selling some products, whatever it is. I'm going to give you all maybe I think the top nine or 10 tips that I think would be really helpful for you when you, when it comes to growing your business and building your brand in your city. Now, I am speaking from experience. So whatever I give you is basically what I've done or what I am working on. And it's up to you to figure out if this is going to be beneficial or if it's not going to be beneficial, but it's up to you. I'm just here to give you the content. You feel me? I'm here to give you the content. And those who are listening, if you're ready to grow your brand and you're ready to build your life in your city or in Charlotte, then listen up. Like, like, like take this information and apply it to your business. Don't, don't just feel like you, 
you don't feel complacent. If you're ready to get out your nine to five position, then it's time. Work on getting out of that nine to five position. You don't have to stay there. That's the blessing. That's the blessing. You can be independent. And so I'm going to give you my top my top favorite tips to help you grow your business here. Even if it's just making lotion and soap, I'm about to help you, okay? So let's get it. Okay. So number one on my, uh, my list is network. That is so important. People, and I said this on my first episode, but people won't know who you are until you br- put your brand out there. People won't know what you do until you put your brand out there. Now, you may have some people who don't need to network, but... It always comes back. It always comes back. um, And it always comes back and says, all right, if you grew your business without networking, you're always going to have to find a way to network. If you want to put your, bring your business to the next level, it's always important to network just so more people are aware of your business. The next thing is Eventbrite is going to be your best friend. The reason why I say Eventbrite is going to be your your best friend is because Eventbrite provides a lot of opportunities, especially a lot of free opportunities that you could uh, utilize or events, events or opportunities that you could utilize in order to get you where you need to be. For example, I scroll on Eventbrite to attend free events. I personally, look, we on a budget, so... I personally look for free events um, to attend. And from there, I make sure I have a stack of business cards. And once again, just to add on, this is a great form of networking. The more people you're in front of, the more opportunity you have to exchange information or just to tell them about your business. So Eventbrite will be your best friend. The next one is host your own events. This is so important. A lot of people kind of get frustrated when it comes to building their business and they feel like, well, I have this awesome product or I have this awesome business, but no one's giving me the opportunity. Okay. If people are not giving you the opportunity, make the opportunity for yourself, period. Make that opportunity for yourself. You cannot rely on people to give you those opportunities. That's where the word hope comes in. The hope, hope means giving you're basically putting your destiny in someone else's hands. Don't do that. If you want to put your business out there or you want people to see what your business is, you got to host your own events, okay? This honestly leads me to, you got to spend money to make money, period. You got to spend money to make money. And a lot of people always say, well, I can become the successful business owner without spending a dime of my own money. No. If you want to host events, If you want to honestly uh, work on your marketing and promote your product, you got to give out some free stuff or you may have to spend money to host an event. Understand that you got to look at your business as an investment. So, yes, you have to spend money to make money. If you're hosting your event and you feel like you need to make a, a, a return on your investment, yes, maybe you should charge $5 at the door, right? But you got to make sure that you're hosting your own events. That's the only way people are going to get to know who you are in your city. And then a great tool is Eventbrite. If you are hosting an event, you can immediately post tickets on Eventbrite and Eventbrite keeps track of how many people have hosted your event. So it's possible, but you got to spend money to make money. The next is 
Connect with local people in your niche. I want to really stress this because um, I had a point in my <laughs> in my life where I was getting I was getting into photography hard. Like I really love I still love photography. Don't get me wrong, but I remember getting into it to the point where I I I started meeting a lot of creatives who were in the Charlotte area, and this this tip is so important for me and for you when I say connect with local people in your niche this is an opportunity for you to learn do not always assume that you know everything honestly knowledge is power do not assume that you know everything because you don't I mean let's be real just because you you've been doing this for the past few years doesn't mean you're the expert honestly it, it does not mean you're an expert because every year, every day, something new is coming out. So meet people who are in your niche, get to know them, get to know what they're doing, get to know how they're growing their business and in the area and try to see if you can try to see if you can take some of those tips that they teach you and you apply it to your, your business. And just in a karmic relief type thing, won't you give them something that they could benefit from? Like this is a networking thing and hopefully you can build upon that relationship. So if there's something going on, that same person in your niche can help you and, and vice versa. Now, aside from collaborating with people in your area, support people to be supported. And I think this is such a huge thing because I think as a creative, you always want people to come and look at your stuff and come and see what you're doing. But in order to build that relationship, it's so important for you to support people, support people. If someone's having an event, attend it. If someone's saying, hey, would you like to come with me to this location to do something, go. Make sure you're active and act. Honestly, this is actively building a relationship. In in Charlotte, in my city, I've noticed that in order to flourish, in order to grow, you have to build relationships. This is a relationship-based city. So it's up to you to really build that relationship. Um, the next thing would be, aside from supporting others or support to be supported, offer to help people. Like, I know this is free. I know this is a volunteering opportunity, but it's a great opportunity to once again, build those relationships. I cannot stress when you are a business owner, it's so important for you to build those connections with people because you never know what someone can do for you. You never know what they can offer you, what opportunities they have um, in place or who they know in order to get you where you need to be. So offer to help people. This could be, like I said, I believe in a karmic universe. What you do to others will be done onto you. So like I said, if you are helping others and you are supporting them, it's going to happen. They're going to support you. They're going to help you. Next thing is... Always make a conversation about business. I know this is kind of weird because one minute you're like, I want to talk about, you know, one minute I want to talk about these these things and I want to talk about my business, but I don't want to be selfish or I don't want to do this. The biggest thing I would suggest is always find a way to talk about your business. Like for me, when I'm at work, I talk about my business. I know that sounds weird, but I talk about my business. I talk about, I tell people I'm in real estate. And I make it a conversation because people won't know unless you talk about it. People won't know unless 
they hear about it. So always make it a point to talk about your conversation. If you're going to networking events, get to know the person, but find a way to talk about your business. Don't come, don't talk, don't constantly talk about your business, but talk, find a way to say, you know what, this is, this is my name. You know, my, my name is such and such, and this is what I do. If you need help, or if you know anyone who's interested, let me know. Like that's, that is the constant point. And so then you'll start to notice that you'll receive referrals through people that you told your business to. I've received opportunities through real estate and it has been successful. And the biggest thing they've, they've, they've said was, hey, I've met you through such and such or someone told me about your business. And it's such a it's it's reaffirming that what I'm doing is right. And so definitely make sure you're always making your business a conversation. Now, the last thing, last but not least, make social media your best friend. Y'all, we are in the world of digital, digital everything. And we are in a digital world. And it's so important for you all to start utilizing this. There's so many people that I meet and they're saying, I want to be a business owner but they're not on Facebook, they're not on Instagram, they're not on Twitter, they're not on YouTube, they're not on anything. And they're basically saying, I want to grow my business and it's going to be through word of mouth. Guys, do you know how long it takes to grow your business through word of mouth? It takes such a long time. And the fact that we are in this in this digital world, why not take advantage of this digital world and grow your brand through social media? When I say... I've had a lot of growth and success through social media. It's crazy. Um, guys, women, ladies, if you are trying to grow your brand, social media is going to be your best friend because you're going to connect with people in your niche. You're going to connect with people in your area. You're going to collaborate with people in your area. And why not, uh, why not build that with uh, finding people on, online? Now, when I say collaborate with people in your area, I have had a lot of opportunities to collaborate with people in my area based off of me being on social media. Collaborating with people in your area, in your niche, it just puts you on a different level. It allows you to it allows you to be exposed to opportunities that you would never receive if you weren't on social media. So that's the first step. Um, this concludes my two cents. I am running, running, running over time. It's 42 minutes in and I'm like, okay, let me shut the hell up. Let me just shut my ass up. But I hope this was really helpful for you all guys. Sometimes I get so caught up in talking. I know that I lose the excitement. Like in the beginning, I'm really excited. And then, then it turns into, I need to give you this content. So I hope you all just kind of enjoyed this podcast and let me know, like, give me feedback. Y'all, y'all acting like I see y'all listening to the podcast. Let give us sister some feedback. Let me know if you all enjoyed the podcast. I would love to receive a subscription. Please, subs- please subscribe and comment and leave a review and let me know your thoughts of the podcast, what I can improve on and where we all should be. Make sure you all follow me at Shantae Creates on Instagram and Facebook And until next time, everyone, peace.